Hi, and welcome to Eliza Starting at 16. I'm Eliza Rubin, a 17-year-old girl living on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, and I'm here to do my best to explain to you what is going on in the world of people like me, girls, teenagers, and people living in New York. So first off, as per usual, I'll talk about what I'm stressed about, which is prom dresses, because I'm a junior and prom is coming up soon-ish. Juniors and seniors have the same prom at my school. I know it's not like that everywhere. Sometimes it's just senior prom, sometimes it's just junior prom, but even though we're more than a month in advance of prom, everyone is already stressing out, and I will definitely have a guest on to talk about this, hopefully next week, um, because there's a lot of stress and frenzy about who's going to prom with whom, and what are we doing? Is there going to be a pre-prom party? Is there going to be an after-prom party? But one of the things that we're all stressed about is getting a prom dress. And one of the stressful things about a prom dress is that you're worried yours is going to match someone else's accidentally. So what girls in my grade did and what the tradition is, is that we start a Facebook group. That's 2016 junior prom dresses. And every girl posts the dress that they're going to get, assuming they're going to prom, assuming they're going to wear a dress. For those of us who are wearing dresses, we post the prom dresses that we're going to wear to ensure that nobody matches. That cancels out a fear of like, what if they wore it better than I did? And you want to be unique on prom. You want to be the only one in your dress. And also, it's a great place for us all to be like, oh, I love that one. Or sometimes people post three and say, which one do I get? Or which one would look best on me? Or you can say, oh my gosh, my friend wore that last year. Don't get it. Or whatever. And it's really useful. It's a good resource. It's also kind of stressful because you can be like, oh my gosh, this person looks so much more beautiful in their prom dress than I will ever look in my prom dress. It's a little rough on the ego sometimes but all in all it's really nice to see everyone be so supportive we're all just it's such a place that's full of like you look beautiful you're gonna look so great i totally support it i love it go for it it'll be great people who never speak constantly are interacting on it it's a very uplifting place especially given that I, th I think I would expect it to be a really negative place, a place where people are like, oh, don't get that, or trying to shut people down so that they don't get the one that you want, something like that. But it's ended up being a really nice, a nice resource, and I'm very glad that it exists. So now what I'm done with, and I know I have a complicated relationship with Snapchat. In the past, in one of my very first episodes, maybe the first one, I said I was done with Snapchat and that I wouldn't use it anymore. Well, I've been back on Snapchat for a while now. I guess I wanted to see what the hype was about, and it's pretty addictive, actually, especially given that Snapchat now has filters, so for those of you who don't know, if you hold your finger over your face, it'll identify your face, and it'll have a filter. Maybe it'll make you look like a dog or a queen, or you can swap faces with someone in a photograph or swap faces with your friend. It's gotten very fun. But one of the things that's bothering me about Snapchat is how it's trying to make itself the all-in-one app. So it's given things like magazines and brands, stories. And what a story is, is that you click on it and it shows you videos or photos from a certain person. So my story is all of the photos that I'm posting for everyone who's my friend on Snapchat to see. But when it's a sponsored thing that Snapchat gives you, I don't sign up to see it. So I constantly receive Cosmopolitan people maybe like the food network there are tons and tons of stories from different companies that are all basically just trying to shove themselves in your face you by no means have to watch it but it's there and it's kind of frustrating to see that it's not your private app not that anything ever really feels private on snapchat but it's frustrating that they're shoving all of this in they have sponsored filters so there was some new show on bravo today i guess about something about a boat and it was like, oh, here, here you can make yourself look like a ship sponsored by. And so every day there's a new sponsored filter. So it's a lot of advertising in an app that you really don't feel like should have that much advertising. 
So for me, that part is frustrating is I'm just trying to send things to my friends and see what my friends say. And meanwhile, here are a dozen companies trying to get me to watch their videos and read their articles because it's not just photos on there when it's from a company. It's actual articles and things like that. I mean, it's very brief, but it's still out there. Another thing that Snapchat's done for a while now is that you can text people on it. So if you swipe to the left, you can have a conversation with someone. And much like, you know, the premise of Snapchat is that things go away. Or that was the original premise anyway. Um, and same with the text. So you can message someone and it'll go away the second you leave it. But if you tap on it, it'll stay there forever in your history. And you can, un you can tap it again to get it to go away. But if you want to make something permanent in your conversation with someone, you can keep do it. In addition, you can always screenshot a text when you're on it. There's no time limit, so you can screenshot what you said to someone and have that forever. And you can see when they read it, and it feels very complicated. When you add that to the filters and to the stories that you're constantly getting, it's kind of, it feels a little cluttered. Also, you can replay Snapchats. So it used to be that you could only replay one a day. Originally, there were no replays on Snapchat, but then they added so that you can do one a day, which basically means that right after you open a snap, once you stay on Snapchat, you can't shut it or anything. You have to stay on it and you can replay it once for the exact amount of time that they sent it to you originally and it'll tell them that you replayed it. Now, you get one replay per snap. So you can replay any number of snaps you want to a day. All you gotta do is just stay on the app and you can replay it and re-see whatever someone sent you. Which gives people a second opportunity to screenshot things that other people might not have wanted them to screenshot. You can capture what somebody thought would go away right away. So this privacy that Snapchat originally pretended to give you is really, really fading fast. You can make text permanent, you can screenshot texts, you can screenshot people's photos. The original premise of it is kind of fading and that bothers me. Now something funny. So my something funny for this week, but also much like a lot of the other things I've been obsessed with or found funny, is something that I've loved for at least two years now, which is this man, Andy Daly. Andy Daly is a comedian. He's actually kind of everywhere. If you see what he looks like, you'll recognize him, I'm sure. He has his own show called Review, which is very, very funny. It's about a man who has his own TV show where he reviews life experiences. So he reviews getting married, getting divorced, going to space, throwing a party, being rich, getting hooked on drugs. It's really, really funny. I would definitely recommend it. It's called Review. Um, but he also, the way I found Andy Daly was from Comedy Bang Bang, which is a podcast that I love. It's this improv show where basically this host, Scott Aukerman, has some real guests and some character guests, and they treat them all like they're real, but comedians, really great comedians, play the guests. It'll be bananas. It's things from Santa Claus to Alan Thicke, or Cake Boss, or an elf, a crazy cowboy. It's really wonderful, and Andy Daly plays some of my favorite characters. He plays old people, young people, scary people, he is just always funny, nonstop. He really makes me laugh. Whenever I'm in a bad mood, I just search in the podcast app, Comedy Bang Bang Andy Daly, and I know that I'm going to like what I find. He is not the uh, cleanest of comedians, especially not on Comedy Bang Bang. There's some pretty, I would say, R-rated content. It's really, really funny if you're into that kind of thing. Comedy Bang Bang definitely isn't for everyone. My mom just she, it's too absurdist for her but for me it's right up my alley and I adore it I like the podcast much more than I like the tv show but there's also a tv show which is on IFC but you can also get it on Netflix I am pretty sure so Andy Daly jumped off of Comedy Bang Bang because it seems that everyone everyone liked the characters he did on Comedy Bang Bang the podcast so he had his own podcast in which he kind of built off 
of the characters he did on Comedy Bang Bang. So it was called the Andy Daly Podcast Pilot Project, which is a mouthful for a name, and even he gets it wrong sometimes. The premise of it is that all of these characters are doing their own pilots for podcasts. So he has a cowboy poet named Dalton Wilcox. So Dalton Wilcox had his own pilot for a podcast in which he was going to read poetry and have his cowboy friends over and talk about vampires or whatever he does. He is bananas. And it was hilarious. There's only one episode for each character so far. I'm hoping they do a second season because I loved it. I was just listening to it today. And it's really, really funny. And you get just more of the characters that you love because I love these characters. They just crack me up. I look bananas when I walk down the street every time I listen to it because I just laugh. All of his episodes kill me. So I would definitely recommend anything Andy Daly does. I will always find funny. So yes, review Andy Daly podcast pilot project and Comedy Bang Bang with Andy Daly and Comedy Bang Bang in general because I love Comedy Bang Bang. Very funny. And now what I'm obsessed with this week. Well, the one good thing to come out of Prince's death is some really lovely tributes. Specifically, what I'm talking about is the cast of Hamilton on Broadway and the cast of The Color Purple on Broadway each separately did tributes to Prince the night of Prince's death. The cast of Hamilton just danced to Prince while The Color Purple sang a song of his. They were both really, really lovely. One, the Hamilton cast was more fun to watch and just a joyful, happy few seconds celebration of Prince's life, but The Color Purple's one was really, really moving. They clearly cared so much. The audience sang along. They were all just so clearly upset about his death and really loved him. And it was just really great to watch. I mean, Jennifer Hudson was singing in it and she's obviously a great singer. So it was really, really beautiful. Even as someone who wasn't necessarily obsessed with Prince, I still was like touched by seeing them sing because it was just the most passionate and beautiful thing I'd ever seen. So definitely look up the Color Purple Prince Tribute and Hamilton Cast Prince Tribute. Those are two wonderful things I would definitely recommend. So that is it for this week and come back in a week because who knows what we'll be into in seven days. 